Dink, 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 dink. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in. Everybody, uh, I see that there's a few of you, so uh, everybody sprint in and not single file line. Just everybody sprint in at once. Sprint, full sprint. And no one should get hurt. It should all be fine. So just come on faster. And... uh, there we go. Good. The capacity for this area is like five or 10, but we can stretch it today. So everyone's welcome. Come, 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 come faster, faster, faster. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, guys. I hope you're having a wonderful Monday. Today I'm joined by another wonderful guest. Wow. What is this? Three weeks in a row of guests? Squirp, the soap hand has uh, decided to make an appearance on the podcast. Squirp, how you doing? I think Squirp's uh, pretty happy to be here. Just been actually kind of the MVP the last few months, keeping us clean, keeping our germs far, far away. Thank you, Squirp, for uh, protecting us. I hope you're feeling like you're uh, you're doing okay and doing some self-care because I know you're, you're really worried about us, but... Just happy to see you, and nice to see that little smile. Anyway, uh, this episode is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Guys, when you want new clothes, but you don't want to pick them out yourself, you'd rather someone who's paid to pick them out, pick them out for you, go to Stitch Fix. You get your own personal stylist. It's awesome. Uh, It's an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories that fit your body, budget, and style. So right now, go to stitchfix.com slash Jenna Julian. That's stitchfix.com slash Jenna Julian. Get an extra 25% off when you keep keep everything in your box. Check them out. Also, guys, Squarespace. If you wanted to uh, start a new website, whether for a hobby or a business, do it with Squarespace. They make it so much easier. There's so many awesome tools to make the experience of building a website a fun and pleasant one. So right now, go to squarespace.com slash Jenna Julian to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And if you're not ready to buy yet, you do a free trial and see how you like it. Also, the links for those are down below. Um, so hello, um, just wanted to quickly touch on the fact elephant in the room. I'm alone again, right? This is just me. And I know a lot of you are commenting each week and asking on Twitter and where's Jenna? When is she coming back? What's going on? I miss her. Uh, and I wanted to address that in a way that I felt like was healthy and not speaking for her and not, um, making an episode about it. But I do want to just, I wanted to say, um, she has no plans to come back to the podcast. She's stepping away. Um, and she's taking care of herself. And I know that for us doing this for so many years, uh, you get used to something, you get used to listening to two voices, you'll get used to hearing both of us have conversations, you get used to seeing her. Uh, and so to go from th- that, a lot of that to none of that is is jarring. And I, I totally get that. And I want you to under- you understand that I empathize with those of you who miss her and, and are confused. And But the bottom line is, is the reality of it is she's not here. She's not going to come back. Um, at least for the for the very foreseeable, very foreseeable future. Um, so I wanted to just like address that a little bit and also let you know that I don't actually have all the answers as far as, uh, the podcast and 
moving forward with the podcast and how it's all going to look and feel and how long I'm going to be doing this content and if I'm going to change the content and is it going to be in a different place and is it going to, you know, is it going to have another person? It's like, there's just so many, there, there's a lot of variables and there's a lot of question marks as to what's going to happen mainly with the podcast is what I'm talking about because uh, we're on the podcast. And I just want you to know that I don't have all the answers. What I do have right now is the wherewithal to come in here each week, uh, sit down and try to prepare a little bit of content for you so that you're not left empty handed because I know you, um, at least some of you, not all of you, uh, are enjoying me making content here um, solo. So that's what I can do. And um, hopefully in time, I'll have more answers and I'll have the right ones as far as what to expect next from me in a podcast form, if there is anything to expect, uh, what to expect uh, or what you can plan on seeing in the future for this specific channel. You know what I mean? There's just, um, there will be more answers in time and I just don't have them all right now. So I want you guys to know that I'm aware of the fact that, you know, it's just me. I'm not trying to pretend like this is all normal because it's not. Uh, I'm just doing my best to carry on and to keep moving forward. And, um, you know, uh, I'm just trying to be honest with you guys, I'm trying to be transparent. I'm trying to, you know, that's what this whole, this whole thing has been about for me for the last, I don't know, six, seven years of being on the internet is being a real person and, you know, talking to you guys like you're real people not treating you like your, um, your kids or something, or you don't deserve to know answers of things, or we don't, you know, have the right to talk about real life or things like that. You know, I try, I try to treat you as equals. And, and I think this is a situation that, and, uh, very much includes that dynamic. So that is what I'm doing right now. Anyway, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I hope for some of you, maybe just a small handful of you, probably I answered, uh, a little bit of, um, you know, some of what you were wondering is going on and, um, maybe even just me talking about it made it a little bit better for you. I don't know. Could have made it worse. I apologize, but, um, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm going to do some, some fun content where I can find, uh, the ability to make it here for, for the time being, and we'll see how it goes. So, all right. With that said, um, I, <laughs> I got a suggestion on Discord, which I told you I was going to link the Discord last week and didn't link it. So let's see if I remember this week. It'll be a fun game. I told you <laughs> uh, that I was linking it. So yeah, but um, I was looking through suggestions on Discord and I found one that I know is not like original to one podcast or this wouldn't be nearly the first podcast or anything like that to do it. I know a lot of people have probably done it, um, but I thought it was a really funny idea. And the idea is to gather some of your secrets and read them on a podcast, anonymously, of course. So I spent uh, the better part of my afternoon going on and I used Instagram because there's like an anon anonymous um, answer form fill out feature. 
Well, it's not anonymous. Like I see who you are, but it's not public. It's like a mini DM kind of thing. Um, and I gathered secrets. Oh, I gathered them. And y'all have some fucking crazy secrets. Jesus, let me tell you. Uh, so what, what? Oh, Squirt, Squirt made a little comment. I agree, Squirt. It's just crazy out there, you know? Uh, so I literally thought, why not just read some of your secrets on, on the podcast? Um, also one more note, uh, talking about what I was going over in the beginning, the podcast might be a little shorter. Um, I don't want you to be listening to an hour of me trying to fill an hour. Sometimes I'm, I'm just not, I don't feel like I have an hour's worth of content, so they might be a little shorter moving forward. I hope you guys can understand that. Uh, anyway, I, my photo library on my phone right now. Who boy, it is riddled with secrets, like juicy, juicy secrets. And uh, I'm going to go through some of them. I'm just going to read them and uh, give you a couple thoughts and maybe just no thoughts for some of them and move on. And uh, hopefully we can all be okay. Obviously, I'm not going to be reading their names because the whole purpose of this exercise and game is to um, air anonymous laundry. I guess you could say. Okay. First one. All right. When I was younger, I used to collect fingernails. All right. Well, we're off to a strong start. I have a few questions. I wonder if these were, you know, your fingernails, like you would cut your fingernails, gather them up. And instead of tossing them in the trash, you toss them in your fingernail shoebox in the closet, right? That's, that's pretty weird, but it's also like, eh, do what you want. I don't, it's your shoebox. You know, I don't, I did, it's your collection. I used to collect things, but were they other people's? And I really hope the answer to the second part is no, but if it's yes, I am not going to judge you. I just, how, how would you even collect other people's fingernails? Like did you just develop a sense of like hearing that clicking sound? And anytime you heard that, like that snapping of the nail cutter, like in the house, you're like, Oh, someone's cutting their nails. I better go try to sneak a few for my collection. All right. Next one. If my ex acts, if my ex asked me, I would have married him. Okay. So I, I saw a lot of secrets that were involving something like this, where it would say something like, you know, I miss my ex or, um, I shouldn't have broken up with my ex or I think about my ex, you know, things like that. And I want to off the top, even though this is sort of like a jokey, you know, entertaining podcast, like that's, you know, th anything I say, like take with a grain of salt here. All right. Cause we're just here, you know, making a podcast, but, and I don't know your life, but, um, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot to hear the, someone said, if my ex were to have asked me, I would have married them. Now I have a lot of questions like it, like, are you with someone else new or, um, are they with someone else new? Did you break up with them? Did they break up with you? Do you still talk? How long ago did you break up? How close were you? Do you think to maybe getting married? Like all of those questions are, I feel like important and something like this, but either way, that's, that's something that like clearly is affecting a person like much time later, maybe 
thinking about that. If if they had only if they had only popped the question, you would have said yes. But again, like I also think that like I'm a firm believer in relationships being strong because they're strong, not being strong because they got married or had kids. Uh, and I know plenty of people in relationships who have incredible, strong, admirable relationships who aren't married. And I know pe- plenty of people, you know, who have been married or, or who are married, who maybe don't have the best relationships. So like my opinion is that marriage isn't like should have, could have, would have gotten married and everything would have been fine. Like they're your ex. There's probably a reason or, or more than a few reasons that they're your ex, but I don't know. That's just me judging, but you sent me your secret. So I get to do that. I have a pet snake under my bed, but if my family finds out, I'll get kicked out. How do you, how do you have a pet snake under your bed? First of all, what? How did you get that thing in the house? Is it okay? There must be a terrarium. Like you can't just have that living loose under your bed. There's no way the pet snake would, there's no way that thing is trained well enough to just not leave. I think the only reason why this is even remotely believable is because I think a snake, at least like a boa constrictor or like a garter snake, they're so quiet that like, I guess as far as pets go, like you could, those are probably the most concealable. (laughs) I had a garter snake when I was a kid. My sister had multiple boa constrictors, Uh, but my family knew about it. (laughs) It wasn't a secret. I think from experience though, the smell, I think a, a boa constrictor, if it's a big snake, I'd be fucking impressed. Also, you what, you're bringing in live mice to feed that thing and your parents don't know that you're just walking through the house with a bunch of mice food? Also, how do you know you get kicked out? Is it like a no snake household? <laughs> like, is that on the rule, the rule board in the household? Or is it just because you're hiding a reptile from your immediate family while living there rent free? but you're probably a child. I, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I accidentally broke my mom's watch that she had from her late father when I was seven. And then she put the monkey emoji where the monkey's covering his eyes. Damn. (laughs) Damn. Um, that sucks. But I will also say that it is, you know, it's a sentimental, sentimentally valued item for your mom, probably. But it's, it is just an item, right? Items can come and go. They're not, they're not the end of the world if you lose them. It sucks for sure. I do relate to this though. I think I've actually told this story on the podcast before. Uh, when I was young, my dad showed me a Ken Griffey side baseball that he had, uh, which is a very prized possession of his at the time. He's like, Hey son, who plays baseball? I was, maybe I was very young. I was probably like six or seven, maybe even eight. I don't know. He's like, check out this baseball signed by Ken Griffey. I saw him. I saw him sign it. He signed it for me. And I remember looking at it one day and I was like, wow, he did like a really shitty job. Like, yeah, I get, he's like a big deal. He can hit, he can hit, you know, home runs, but like, what's the deal with this color on the ink that he used? It's like light blue. It's faded. 
this is no prize possession. So I was like, I got an idea. I grabbed a ballpoint pen and I just traced over the whole signature just very neatly. I actually think I could probably blame my mom for this one because she was the one who was an artist. <laughs> Tommy had to uh, draw and write in lettering and <laughs> calligraphy. So um, no, I, I traced over the whole signature and my dad like flipped out when he found out. He was like, why the fuck would you do that? Why? Why, child of mine, did you just destroy my dreams? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I sold a kidney this year to pay for tuition, and I've managed to keep it a secret so far. That is so, that is so impressive. There's so many parts of this that's just incredible to me if it's true. The fact that I know nothing about what that process is like. But the fact that you educated yourself enough to know that you could do it probably with not that much downtime because it sounds like you're like still in school. You can't like be incapacitated to where someone has to care for you. And if, even if you were, it wasn't your family that cared for you. So it might have been like a roommate or a friend. You researched how that would go. You had the wherewithal to find a place that you trusted to do it. You paid for, no, you don't pay for it. Obviously they pay, they pay you, but is there any medical bills that you have to cover? No, they probably cover it, right? Otherwise, why would you sell a kidney? And then making sure you'd be healthy after something like that. And then keeping it all secret. But I think the most baller part of this is that you did that to pay for your tuition. Like, holy shit, dude. What the hell? Like, where did you even do your research? Did you just like Google how like how to sell a kidney. I mean, honestly, I bet you could probably learn all you needed online. Like why do you even need anything else? How to sell a kidney. And then just don't tell your family, I guess. Maybe you have an oblivious family though. Maybe they're just like not keen to it. I'm curious how much you would make from that. I should look on, on the internet about that. The internet full of websites. Websites probably built by Squarespace. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Our friends at Squarespace always making it fun and easy for you guys to build your own website, whether it's a your main gig or your side hustle. Uh, building a website is now easy and fun, and you can make it beautiful. And if you have questions while you're doing it, uh, they have an amazing 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week uh, customer live support. So if you're building a website in the middle of the night and you're like, no one's going to be around to help me. Nope, Squarespace is around to help you. Uh, they have customer support around the clock, award-winning customer support, mind you. That helps uh, get you off of any snag that you might run into while building the website. They have uh, really, really sophisticated blogging capabilities. Uh, They have the ability to set up an online store or shop uh, within your website. You can design it with any color or template you like. I mean, you can really customize this thing. You can make it look nice, okay? So uh, check it out by going to squarespace.com slash Jenna Julian. It is a drag and drop visual website builder, by the way. So it's much easier than you think building a website is. Uh, Squarespace.com slash Jenna Julian. Get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, or just go to squarespace.com and try uh, try a free trial. Um, That's fine. You can try that. But once you decide you want to do it, use our URL and you get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, or click the link down below. (sighs) Speaking of down below, don't you need some new pants, right? Well, Stitch Fix is there for you, okay? It is a service that assigns a personal, online, professional stylist 
to your account, okay? You fill out uh, a couple of questions when you sign up for Stitch Fix, all right? Your size, the styles you like, all of this is added to your profile, right? Then you send the information to them. And what happens is, there's no subscription required. What happens is uh, they take all that information, they give it to their stylists, and they completely compile an entire box for your wardrobe, and they send it to you. And you get it, and you're like, damn, I really feel like someone knows who I am bought this for me. This isn't no random gift bag here. This is for me. Uh, and if for whatever reason you don't like some stuff or all of it, you can send it back. You don't have to keep it. It's like it's not on you to just keep everything. But you will get a 25% off discount when you go to stitchfix.com slash Julian and you keep everything in the box. That code, that account, um, sorry, that discount applies when you keep everything in your box. So it's, you know, there are, there are pros and cons to keeping everything in your box. But again, if something doesn't fit or something's not right, you can have them take it back and it's not on you. You don't have to like pay for it. Uh, so check it out. It's a really cool way to shop, honestly, especially right now. You try all the clothes on, look in the mirror, see what you like, take a couple pics, snap a couple, you know, go to uh, stitchfix.com slash Julian, get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. Get started now. Click the link down below. Awesome service. All right. Well, to the person who sold a kidney to pay for their education, hyperclap. That's impressive. Staying home during the pandemic has been one of the best things to happen to me. This one isn't much of a shocker, to be honest. I feel like, uh, I feel like that's not far out. I can see why quarantine affects people very differently. <coughs> Excuse me. I feel like, uh, you know, most of what you see is generally people like, oh man, I want to go to the beach. I want to leave my house. I'm, you know, I'm used to being social. This just fell off my chair. That's fun. Cool. I don't need that. Uh, you know, that's like the general, like, public opinion that you would be used to reading. But there's so many different types of people who thrive in so many different types of social situations and maybe thrive in so many types of anti-social situations. And honestly, I I've, I've find myself in the category of the latter um, because I feel like I uh, I'm used to being kind of secluded a little bit. I have the internet and I have my person, I have my pets, but I don't, even when the, the world is normal, I don't remember just constantly surrounding myself with people. That's just not what I do. So you saying you've, you know, you, it's been one of the best things to happen to you staying home. I can get why that feels a little taboo to say because of all of what's going on. So people might take that as like, Oh, you're great. You're grateful that people are dying of COVID. Like that's not what you're saying. Um, interesting. though. is an interesting one. <clears throat> this one says, I'm happily engaged, but I still miss my ex-husband. Another one, like uh, like the one we read earlier, where it deals with the ex situation and the complicated feelings when moving forward from a relationship and looking back towards your past relationships. Again, take my judgment with a grain of salt because this is a podcast and we're here for lighthearted fun. But when you say you're happily engaged, and in the same sentence you say you miss your ex-husband, putting myself in the shoes of your current partner, I don't know that I would believe you when you said, I'm happily engaged. 
Uh, I know that there's a lot of angles to it, and I'm not saying you're a good or bad person for that, obviously. I'm not, you know, everyone has feelings. It's, things are complicated. But um, I do feel like this is a little bit of a contradiction. I'm happily married, but I also mix my, I miss my ex. Seems like a bit of a contradiction. Like if you were to say that to your husband in super honesty time, you're like, hey, I love you and I'm happily engaged to you. And I love the ring and I'm happy, you know, but I really miss my ex. First of all, boy, don't do that. <laughs> don't say that to him. Cause I feel like that you have a chance of like really destroying him. <laughs> Cause I would, I mean, I don't know how I would take something like that. That's rough. Um, also maybe you worded it wrong here. I still miss my ex. Maybe you have kind of, um, a little bit romanticized memories of your last relationship. Maybe you think back to it and you only remember the good stuff. And to be honest, there was a lot of maybe not so good stuff that you're not really remembering right now uh, because it's been some time and the pain isn't right there. And there's a lot of angles to this, but I hope you figure it out. And well, the next one is very similar. I don't love my boyfriend anymore. This one feels a lot more cut and dry and it's not a contradiction. This one's just, I don't love my boyfriend anymore. Nothing about this is easy, though. I'm not saying this is like an easier topic to deal with. Um, thank you for sharing your secret with me. I, I mean, my advice, my unsolicited advice, this is kind of an unsolicited advice podcast. What? Oh, Squirp's making fun of me because I'm giving advice and you didn't ask for it. Squirp, I'm just giving unsolicited advice as part of the podcast. Why don't you look at me when you talk to me at least? Jeez, so judgy. What, you're perfect? Um, as a boyfriend, <laughs> I would think that the sooner you can tell this person how you feel, the better for everyone. And I know it's very hard and it's probably not a conversation that you want to have. And I also know that in relationships, even the ones that aren't great and there are problems with them and there may be some toxicity, sometimes it feels like it's easier to stay. You know what I mean? There's like, your family knows them. Their family knows you. You live together. You share a pet. I mean, there's so many different complications that could come with a relationship that doesn't make a, a decision to break up nearly as easy as, as you'd hope or you thought it would be at one point. But I do think the sooner you get going on that Band-Aid ripping off is, is the better for both of you. One time I got too drunk to leave my room and I peed in a litter box, but I cleaned it up. <laughs> I like the second part of this where it's just like, no, but I cleaned it up. I swear I didn't leave it in there. Um, Hey man, a plus for resourcefulness. <laughs> I, I feel like I've never peed in a litter box. Um, I also don't know if, I mean, Obviously, peeing in your room is not good, but it's less it's less bases to cover than walking down the hall and going to the bathroom. So you're already cutting out so many steps by just peeing in your room. I wonder if the the angle of peeing in a small litter box would kind of balance out that difficulty, but it sounds like you had no problem. It sounds like you just went, cleaned it up, and literally no one ever knew except for me and now everyone who's listening to this podcast and everyone who ever finds this podcast in the history of the internet as long as this lasts. So no big deal. But congrats on that. It sounds honestly like a drunk mistake that led to a little bit of an accomplishment maybe. 
I make different social media accounts to follow my friends. I use the accounts to hype them up. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's a friend right there. You make secret alt accounts to go and gas up your friends so that they feel good. I mean, that is a friend. I want you on my team, whoever you are. I like that. I like that. Not enough people like you using social media for good like that. You're a hero. Thank you. I blamed my brother for the Simpsons porn on my parents' laptop when I was 10. It was me. Simpsons Simpsons porn? Oh, no. And your parents saw saw that and you told told me it was your brother and then your brother's like a deer in the headlights. A Simpsons porn watching deer in the (laughs) headlights. I can't even say it, dude. Oh, God. Damn, you really fucking did it to him. You pinned the ultimate crime. It's not just like porn that they found. It's Simpsons porn. So now, so now, every single time you're growing up from from when you were 10 to like when you leave the house, anytime the family's in the living room watching the Simpsons, he is fucking, <laughs> he is on trial and he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know why. Man, he is, he really did it to him. My boyfriend uh, painted my kitchen cabinets while I was away to surprise me four years later and I still hate them. This one, this one makes me sad. Not like a real sad, like it's obviously trivial. Just turn, face the camera. It's just trivial because it's, you know, they're cabinets. You can always replace them and paint them and whatever. They're not permanent. But I do get why this is something that you kept for four years because you don't want to hurt the person that A, that you love and B, that cares about you enough to surprise you with a, a cool thing like this. Like, I, 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 I think everyone in, in a relationship at some point can, can empathize with your position here um, of like not wanting to hurt your person's feelings, especially because they went through so much to make you happy. And you know that they did it for you, even though they, the result isn't what you wanted. It's like the thought that counted, but you're still stuck with those cabinets. So you're like, mm-hmm. the thought was cool. My advice unsolicited is to bring it up and say, hey, I love you and you're wonderful. And I think you're so sweet for wanting to surprise me uh, with these cabinets while I was gone. And I haven't had the guts to bring it up to you because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But I honestly just don't love the way they came out. And I would love to maybe redo them together. And uh, I still just really appreciate that you went out of your way to surprise me with them. I don't know. I feel like it might sting a little bit, but they'll get over it. I have an OnlyFans under a fake name. I'm not reading the name, even though they sent it, which is actually what my name should be. Hmm. Or maybe it's like a last name that you should have had, but you don't. Um, OnlyFans under a fake name. I wonder how many people do that. I feel like a lot. I feel like unless you're a person in the public eye, let's just take like um, a Twitch streamer, okay? Their person, the, a person who streams on Twitch is a public figure. They have a first and a last name or their username on Twitch, which is like, 
I don't know, like one word that is their gamer name. But usually, usually, this isn't for every situation. Their their real name is out there. It's like public knowledge. So they'd be like, yeah, I'm starting an OnlyFans. This is my name, obviously. But aside from people in a situation where they're like, they're publicly known, I wouldn't blame, you know, people for starting OnlyFans under fake names. I feel like that's probably the way to do it. Reduce your chances of getting caught by your friends and family. <coughs> <clears throat> When I was in fourth grade, I used to secretly suck on my cousin's big toe when she slept. Oh. Damn. They had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. Whoo. Whoo, boy. Um, whoo. I don't know what to say about this. Fourth grade, huh? Did you just regularly sleep head to toe with your cousin? Or was this just like <laughs> an occasional thing? Damn, they really had us in the first half, dude. I don't know. I I don't even know what to say about that. I'm moving on. Uh, I pooped myself on a trampoline and hid the poop in my garden. Well, that just sounds like a dope-ass garden party to me. Also, thank you for fertilizing the plants. I'll say that for your mom and dad because they clearly didn't say thanks. How do you poop on a trampoline? What, do you, what even does that look like? What the hell is even that? You're just like jumping and jumping and then all of a sudden something else is jumping next to you and you're like, hey, I'm going to put you in the garden. I wear my jeans at least four times before washing them. Uh, me, me too. Is that not normal? Am I supposed to wash my jeans every time I wear them? That's kind of, uh oh, am I weird? I don't think you're weird. I think jeans are made to be washed only a couple times. You know, you skip wash cycles with those suckers. All right. They're made to last and they need, they need to be worn in and, and weathered a little bit. I only watch The Office and New Girl on Netflix because anything different makes me too anxious. This is something I can also relate to, I think. Uh, I do, I do, uh, you know, try my best to venture out into new shows, into new programs, even like reading books. I've been reading a little lately, which is something new for me. I haven't done that in a lot of years, but I try to... I try to like deviate from the norm of like watching The Office, Parks and Rec and Breaking Bad on repeat forever until I'm dead because I know that, first of all, it's hard and I empathize with that big time because I feel that same anxiety. I know it's trivial because it's like, what are you watching? But at the same time, there's this sense of comfort. There's a sense of normalcy with the shows that you know and love. Um, I actually think I was watching a uh, Binging with Babish video. It was like one of those um, everything a person does in a day. And he was talking about how he rewatches Parks and Rec and um, um, other other shows. I forget what the other shows were. Um, Frasier. And he, he, he described it as watching shows over and over until you, until you die, just forever, just constantly rewatching them on your free time. You do it like people listen to music. And I think that makes perfect sense when you think about it like that. Because honestly, it's familiar sound. It's sound that makes you feel something that you enjoy. It's um, 
and that's so important, right? That's why people listen to music. It makes you feel something and it's familiar usually. So I don't, I don't think this is um, something to be ashamed about at all. I do the same thing. Although what I was saying is I do, I do try lately and I have tried lately to venture out and <coughs> really just kind of get through the first episode of a new series. Cause I know that's hard. It's it. You have to apply yourself a lot more. You're not like relaxed totally. You're just kind of you're like trying to see if it's if it's good, or, and you're trying to pay attention. And um, but I relate to this one. I relate to this one. Uh, when people see my copy of Stuck on You that you signed, I never tell them that you weren't in the movie. Nice. I like your style, and I remember you. Um, I met this person on a last minute trip outside of uh, St. Louis at a gas station and uh, they were looking for us because we were like, you know, tweeting where we were while we filmed and we were taking a picture and then she fucking whips out a copy of Stuck on You and says, will you sign this? You t- you got to tell them that I'm the main character, right? I like that. <clears throat> I'm super in love with my boyfriend, but I'm waiting for him to say it first because I'm scared. Help. Okay, so Scorp, you can't rag on me because this is actually solicited advice. They said help, so we need to help them. By the way, chime in at any time. Um, the first time you and your partner say I love you to each other, um, I think is one of those things that like movies have built up to be this like kind of over-important thing that's not really that important. And I don't mean like loving someone is not important. I mean that moment of like who says it first and like getting rejected after, you know, say you say it and they don't say it back. Like that's real. Like that situation sucks. I'm not saying that's not a real risk you're taking when you say I love you. But I think in my mind and in my experience, movies and TV have always like kind of warped me to think like it's way more of a big deal than it actually is when it happens. Um, I don't know. Like if you feel like this person loves you and if you feel like they're your person and you are in love with them. I think maybe saying I love you and like whenever you're ready to say it back or if you never say it back, I can figure out a way to deal with that. But I just need you to know that I love you. You know, it's putting yourself out there though. I understand why that's hard. I do understand that that's hard. <clears throat> I once broke a plate while getting water for my chickens and blamed it on the chickens. What the hell, dude? The chickens didn't do anything to you. Now whoever lives there is just like these fucking chickens, dude. All they do is break plates and eat our grass and drink our water. What a bunch of dick chickens, dude. It's all because of you who broke the plate and you blamed it on the helpless chickens. They don't even speak a language. They can't even defend themselves. Damn. Damn. I sell feet pics on, uh, to people on Reddit and actually have made decent money. Cry laughing emoji. Fucking make that paper. Make that paper, my dude. I don't, I mean, who am I to fucking judge? Get that money. Got to be creative right now. <laughs> I don't think that there's anything wrong with this, honestly. I don't know. Does that make me weird? I, I would say, though, if you're with someone, I don't know. Maybe eventually telling them. I don't know. Maybe not. 
I think what, what the weirdest situation would be is you don't tell your significant other that you're selling fee picks. They end up with a foot fetish. They go to buy fee picks online. They buy your fee picks. They receive them and they recognize your email address and they're like, wait a minute, you're you. That's probably unlikely. Uh, I flew to another country to have an affair with a married man after his wife got arrested for selling drugs. What? You did what? <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Well, I hope everyone involved is okay. Um, this one, I don't even know. This feels like a movie plot. It was like crazy in the first part, and then the arrested for selling drugs is like the cherry on top of crazy. Damn. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, well, damn. Yeah, some of y'all have some crazy fucking lives. And some of y'all have some relatable problems, I would say. So don't feel weird about it. And um, thank you for being open and sharing sharing uh, your secrets with me. I honestly feel like I should delete this post so I'm not continuously getting secrets. <laughs> I'm going to delete the post. Thank you to everyone who submitted uh, a secret uh, as a reply to our Instagram story. Cause we, you know, this is like, this is the shit I like doing honestly, because, uh, now that I'm solo on the podcast, it's nice to have you guys to interact with, whether it's like the dink cast with the, uh, or the dink tank or reading your secrets. Uh, these are the type of, like, I, I like these ideas. So if you have any more ideas like this, please let me know in the comments. Um, but yeah, thank you to the to everyone. I know there's a lot of people who submitted secrets. I, your secrets are safe with me, I promise. Okay, I'm deleting them from my phone now and you won't have to worry about it. But thank you for being brave enough to trust me with your precious secrets and giving them as this content present to the podcast. Our podcast thanks you. The Dinks, thank you. Anyway, uh, I hope all of you have a wonderful week. Uh, I hope I was able to kind of clarify the situation a little bit more and um, kind of give you an update of where I'm at. And uh, I really, really, really appreciate you for hanging out still. If you're still here, means a lot. And uh, just thank you for for sticking with us and uh, sticking with me. means a lot. So have a wonderful week. I'll see you guys on the next podcast. And I'll see you all week long streaming live on Twitch if you want to hang out with me there. That's where I'll be. We have a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, be good. Happy Monday, and I'll see you next week.